Hello, everybody. Welcome. I am your host, Kiana Brathwaite, and welcome to another episode of Nurse in Transition. Um, Last time, I believe I spoke about Just Breathe, right? And I kind of gave an example of how sometimes the things that you look for or you're looking forward to or you think are coming, you know, you build them up to this thing and, and then when they get there, they're not as bad. But at some point, you need to just breathe. Um, this week, I'm going to focus on frustration, right? Because anytime there's change, anytime there's transition, there is bound to be frustration and kind of how you walk through that. Um, it looked really interesting for me at work because, um, so I have a friend, former friend who said something really profound to me one day and I didn't recognize it, uh, how profound it was. Actually I did, but I did, I still, um, it still comes to mind even today. Right. So when I used to work at the bedside, I was People like, oh, Kiana, you're so nice. You're so calm, cool and collected. And, you know, you just flow and you're flexible. And and but when I was at home, I was like the chihuahua when somebody walks down the street like. And I remember saying to my friend at the time, I wish that the work Kiana could meet the home Kiana. Right. And. She made a point that um, she was like, maybe they're not ready to meet each other yet. You know, maybe there's they're just not ready. And I was like, what? (laughs) That was so profound. I mean, it it was just it was I had to stop and just kind of listen and ponder that one for a moment. And um, so now I realize there's more of and you may hear my fan in the background. It's another hot one on this day. I'm going to thankful be rejoicing in it because when it gets cold I'm I don't like cold I like the fall I don't like heat but I like fall and I don't mind this kind of heat I'm okay with it I know it's not going to stay like this but you have my fan anyway the profoundness of it and just how it made me think so every time I would be in a situation or a scenario and there was a there was there was a um oh um a way that I would respond right to a situation so for instance um one day my husband and I were driving our kids to school and you know morning commute um my husband makes a maneuver to go he's driving so he makes a maneuver to go around the bus because I'm always like why are you sitting behind the bus Ah!" and as he makes a maneuver he gets we get hit um the person just had to be going about 35 40 miles an hour hits us and then continues to drive. Now, fortunately, my father-in-law really gave us a really good understanding of car insurance. We make sure we drive in and around Philadelphia. And the chances are there's a lot of people that's either not insured or significantly underinsured. Uh, and if you have somebody drive your car and they're not insured, you should have underinsured anyway. So we made sure that we have full torque, right? Um, the police come. Meanwhile, so I flip out. Right. Because I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? This is the morning and we got to drive the car screwed up and it's not driving right. And and I wasn't saying to my husband it was his fault. I was just like, this is some bullshit, you know, like, oh, my God. And I would just freak out. Ah! That is how I would respond to frustration um, when I was at home. 
when I was at work and something would happen, I was a complete opposite, right? I was like, oh, okay, this happened. So-and-so, I'm going to need such-and-such. And, nope, we're going to have to wait because we can't do the procedure because they're so-and-so, blah, 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 you know, and they didn't respond well to the medication. And I would just, like, kick in to superwoman mode and we're going to handle it and everything's going to be fine. And even if we have to reschedule, they'll be okay. But when I was home, I was like this crazy person. So recently, um, probably about before the car died, <laughs> yeah, we had a car die, um, cause we literally drive our cars until they die. Um, <laughs> I was driving home by myself in our Subaru and it had had some overheating issues, but nothing actually, it had not overheated probably at this time for about a year and a half. And I was driving home. I'm from DC. I think I've told you this before, but I was driving home and the car starts to overheat. Now, my dad and my stepmom lovingly had foresight and purchased AAA for us because we no longer had roadside because the car was way over 100,000 miles. And who in the world is going to give roadside <laughs> for a car that, you know, with that many miles on it? And so, um, fortunately, they had gotten us AAA and I called and I had no clue. I'm on 95 South in an area of 95 South that I never paid attention to, right? Like I knew I wasn't in... I knew I was in Pennsylvania and I knew I wasn't in Maryland. I was in Delaware, but what part of Delaware? I didn't know. I was just driving, listening to my music, you know, doing my thing, dancing, getting ready, going home, seeing my family, had a couple things I wanted to get done. And the car overheats in the middle of no flipping where 18 wheelers are flying by, you know, cars, are, nobody stops to say, Hey, are you okay? You know, it was just everything that would make you feel like I'm out here on my own and nobody gives a shit was happening. Um, and you know, I'm on the phone. I actually call, I called my family and told them, you know, the car overheated. I'm probably not going to make it down. And then I called my husband and told him what happened. And I called my mother-in-law for some odd reason. I'm not even really sure why, <laughs> but I did. And so I, I would just let everybody knew, that knew I was on the road know that I was okay, but this thing had happened. And so I called AAA and the Chihuahua, like I could feel, well, um, all my friends called me a pit bull and the pit bull, I could feel like the pit bull rearing itself, like getting itself all ready to go as the person's asking me where I am. And I fortunately had navigation on the Subaru, but the maps hadn't been updated and it wasn't really allowing me to find out. And then I tried it on my phone. And of course that wasn't telling me anything. It couldn't get my location or it was giving me like longitude and latitude. And who the heck knows that? And so the young lady on the other end who's trying to get the dispatcher, who's trying to dispatch a tow truck is like asking me these questions that I have no bloody well answer for. And apparently the work Kiana knocked on the home Kiana's door and said, hey, I'm going to take over. Right. You can sit this one out. And I'm glad she did. Um, and so. The they ended up calling a truck driver who called me because he knew Delaware and I was describing where I was. And he was like, I think I just drove past you because we were missing each other and he was going to cancel it. But he told them, no, this woman's out here by herself. I want to make sure I find her. Let me just keep trying. And by the grace of God, you know, he made sure in the dark of night, me sitting on freaking 95 South by myself and nobody stopping to ask if I was OK. Um, he came by. Now, 
the weird thing was the car, once I sat and he came, like the car never overheated again. Right. That was the, it was just, and I think that has something else to do with something, which maybe one day I'll, I'll flush out, but, um, they met, right. And they had a conversation and the, the home Kiana decided to trust and relax, relate and release and let the work Kiana kick in and the, the jovial, everything's going to be okay. We'll figure this out, whatever the, you know, so she settled in and the frustration was, you know, subsided. Right. Um, or I'm not going to say it subsided. It was there, but it was mm, related to, I just went to like a mindfulness thing and they're talking about how we still have our feelings, but we relate to our feelings differently, which allows us to react differently. And I kind of saw this gradual change in how I was relating to certain things. But then I noticed I still had, the road rage, like there was some times where, um, I would be nice and calm. And I was, I started to become aware of the difference between me behind the wheel in certain scenarios and situations. And I really had to, I'm thankful that my kids are in cyber school because it pulled me out of that daily commute. And, and I don't know about you guys, but for me sitting in a car, watching somebody do something stupid for the sake of making a light or, um, up here, they do this double parking next to a parking space thing. Um, I don't know what that's about, and it irks my soul. And I, there's a little part of me, the little angry man from um, Inside Out, that like his fire, yeah, that guy, he kicks in. Um, I have a female who's very masculine, actually, who's red. Inside the fire just comes out of my head, and I'm like stomping and pushing buttons to make things happen because I want to cut their car in half and do so many awful things um, that would make me relinquish my freedom. But I probably would feel good in the moment. Um, but yeah, so the road rage frustration, um, I'm just starting to get a handle on that, right? Um, frustration when, so when I'm dealing with clients and I'm calling doctor's offices, I, I know my tone changes and sometimes I get a little more serious, but I, I pull back, right? But when I'm dealing with um, recently, there's this thing with insurance, uh, I'm still trying to figure it out out how to work around that. Um, not just for my clients, but for my, my family as well. Uh, sometimes when you have double insurances, you know, um, dental, right? Your health covers your dental, but then you also have dental insurance as a supplement and the health, because the provider isn't a network, the health will pay you to then pay the provider, but they send out a check. And so we had a situation like that for our kids and they sent the check. And of course, a month and a half later, we don't have the check. And the girl's telling me, even though I'm the spouse and I've been authorized to speak on behalf of that, she has to talk to my husband to authorize a stop payment. And I'm going, what the, f are you f like it, it literally the pit bull, the gate just rose and the pit bull came out. Fortunately, my husband was sitting next to me. And I had him, you know, authorize whatever, ask whatever questions. Um, but then he was questioning me why I was asking him to continue the conversation because, of course, I'm usually the one that deals with this stuff, right? Um, it's what I do and it's what I did before it was what I do. And I was getting frustrated with him because in my mind, I'm saying, I don't ask you to do a lot. And you should know when I'm asking you to do these things that there's a reason. And whether you agree with it or not, I really don't 
care nor do I need you to. I just need you to do this thing that I'm asking you to do right now in this moment. And then we can have a conversation about it later. And so the frustration for me rears its head in very interesting ways. Um, And just how do you manage that? Right. And you really have to. I was telling a friend because she was talking about how when somebody breaks bad with her or says something out of turn how she just goes in for the you know she goes for their jugular and because she's a business owner she wants to she wants to do it differently right she recognizes there's another way and some in some situations some scenarios you need to go for the jugular like you need to set the boundaries draw a clear line in the sand and do not budge but in other instances sometimes they require a little more diplomacy Um, not, and, and sometimes you have to pull yourself out from the emotion, right. And not take it personally. And I know that's a really hard thing to do. Um, when you're in the moment, I I still struggle. I, that's going to probably be a continuous struggle because some things feel like a direct attack, but, um, you just have to figure out what works for you. So for me, um, one of the things I do is if I'm cognizant of it, right, that's the key, I'll maybe count to 10 or I'll say to myself, hey, what is the outcome that you're looking for? Right. What outcome before I get on a call and I'm dealing with like a bill um, or I'm dealing with um, a frustrating scenario, I'll say, OK, what is the outcome that I'm looking for? What am, what am, I, what am I expecting from this conversation I'm about to have? Um, what happens, what, 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 if it goes south, what is my action plan, right? Do I hang up and say, I'm gonna try this again? You know, what do I do? And then what do I do when I feel myself getting to a point where I'm losing control? Um, cause I think we all have our breaking point. And when you're highly stressed and you're going through a lot of transition, I think your breaking point is a lot sooner than later. Um, and I think that, Um, and there's a lot of reasons why it's just, you just, you know, you, you, you can't necessarily take it anymore. And, and that takes away some of the accountability and onus on your part, but really and truly mentally, you just are at your wits end. Like the, the, the straw broke a while ago and you're barely holding it together. Um, so when you're at that point, I, I don't even, I don't expect anybody to be able to kind of be cognizant. You're, you're kind of just reacting, but when you're at a point where you can recognize that, um, that you're building up to it, hear yourself and pay attention, then you can kind of play around with things like, okay, do I need to count to 10 really quietly? You know, 10, nine, eight, you know, and if the person on the other end is like, hello, you're like, I'm getting myself together. I need you to just give me a few moments because I'm really upset right now. And unless you want me to take this out on you, Give me a minute to get myself together and then we can resume. Or, hey, I'm going to put you on hold to go look for that thing that you just said that I know I don't have. But what you're really doing is you're getting your head together so you can come back and not berate the person. Right. Because there is there's an exchange of energy. So if there's a negative energy that you're giving to someone, um, they're going to kind of absorb that and take that on. And then there's just going to be, and, and those two negatives do not make it positive, right? Two negative energies between two human beings um, surrounding something that's really personal to one and maybe personal to the other because people take their jobs relatively seriously and, and being defensive and attacked, they take that serious too. 
So, um, you know, just recognize where the frustration lies at the points where you can recognize it. And, you know, if there's there, I think there's like 16 different parts of us. Um, there's the, for me, there's the mom, the wife, the work, Kiana, the home, Kiana, the driving, Kiana, the carpool Kiana, right? Cause the carpool Kiana is different from the Kiana that drives her family. Um, she's a little more docile and a little less willing to go that extra edge, roll her window down and start cussing people out. Uh, but when she's with her kids and her family, it's like, Hey, y'all know me. You're not going to judge me. You know, you'll still love me for who I am. It's unconditional. I can be who I am. Um, so there's the carpool Kiana and then there's the regular driving Kiana, right? There's the, I'm getting on SEPTA, which is, um, Philly's public transportation system. There's that persona. Um, how I carry myself when I'm on public transportation is different from how, when I'm driving or if I'm in an Uber or Lyft or a taxi, right? Um, there's the Amtrak train Kiana, which is different from, you know, the public transportation Kiana. So, You know, we all wear different personas in different environments and different scenarios and and frustration arrives in all those scenarios. Right. The frustration arrives at work. It arrives at home. Um, It it raises itself when we're when we are dealing with ourselves. Right. When we're interacting with ourselves, um, we can get frustrated and, and be a lot harder on ourselves than we are on others. So just know that frustration is something that you're going to experience. That's number one. And then number two, pay attention to when you handle frustration, how you consider, well, what are you doing? What is your mindset? How do you feel? What's going on? How do you get yourself there? Um, And then try to implement or transition or translate. I like that word. Translate that to a point where, you know, your inner pit bull or your mama bear comes out. One of the principals at my kid's school calls it her mama bear. And, you know, your mama bear comes out and, and eventually the frustration will still be there, but how you relate to the frustration, how you respond to the frustration. And if you decide to react to the frustration, will all be different. Um, and if that's your goal, then that's awesome. If you are cool with flying off the handle, because I know sometimes you just need to fly off the handle, um, then you could do that too. So, yeah, really just kind of pay attention to yourself. Like, get to know yourself a little, be more aware of yourself. I think we're so busy in a hustle and bustle that we, we, we lose ourselves and we miss ourselves and we miss moments with ourselves. And we, we miss one self getting to know the other self and coming together and kind of integrating. Um, so look at what that feels like, right? Do you want your pieces to integrate or do you like to have them all compartmentalized? Um, so that's something else you could do. So yeah, I just wanted to talk about frustration because it is a part of life, especially when your expectations aren't met in one way or another and how you handle that. And, um, just wish you a wonderful day. If you're listening to this during the day and an awesome rest of your week, no matter whether it's coming to an end or starting or whatever the case may be. And, uh, definitely connect. So Instagram, I finally think I remember this. Twitter is KB calls two, six, seven, and that got disconnected, discontinued, put on hold. Twitter did something really funky with it. Cause I logged in and totally screwed that up. So that should be up and running again. And then, um, Instagram is kbcalls267. You can always email me, info at kbcalls.com. And then, um, yeah, sounds good. 
So I look forward to speaking to you during the next episode. Thanks for joining. I hope it was helpful. And if you ever have any questions, please feel free to reach out. All right. Take care.